The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. You're listening to Radio Azim Premji University. Inflection point is the 90s. suddenly you find uh, the game having such a huge uh, demand that from a position where doordarshan would go say can you please show this match you now had people saying can we host your match can we telecast your match the money started coming from there so what it meant was that a player who was receiving say 1000 rupees for a test match started getting a couple of lakhs today they get 10 lakhs a match a world cup where the winner was getting 6000 pounds in 2019 was getting about 4 million pounds similarly today an ipl is valued at 48000 crores india is among the top 3 38% of all global earnings are <laughs> are earmarked for bcc so the whole thing changed today for example a test cricketer earns 10 lakhs to play a test match but even the 10 lakhs is a small amount he has an annual contract that protects him and we all know that cricketers make probably eight times what they make from test match fees through endorsements push the boundary to chitagong at one end and cox's bazaar at the other and there's still not be enough well caught with giri and ragu Episode 5 Late Cut Somehow the 90s was not an interesting period for us. If I were to think about it, the Indian cricket team was quite boring, although Sachin had started to emerge as the world's best batsman. But the team overall was such that we would win at home and have no hope of winning abroad in tests. In the limited overs teams we would flatter to deceive we had a decent team but we would flatter to deceive and sharja was like a waterloo for us so plenty waiting to get in here into the sharja stadium and a lot of in fact somehow memories of sharja are not edifying that was the time when abdul rahman bukhater and asif iqbal combined to try and make sharja the a key center for world cricket but pardon me if i somehow felt there was a lot of sleaze and there was some kind of unholy nexus perhaps between the organizers the underworld the film stars and the cricketers in some kind of unholy mix cricket ki duniya se sabse badi khabar team india ke dressing room mein दाऊद इब्राहिम आता था और इस बात का खुलासा किया है खुद टीम इंडिया के पूर्व कप्तान दिलीप वेंकसरकर ने 
so one was never ever sure and when you look back and think of all the match fixing things that happened towards the end of the century towards the end of uh, just before 2000 you know, shaja is something someone needs to investigate very seriously but because there is clearly incredible temptation to mess around with with the results with the games to lure players i mean it all exists i mean it's it's that kind of a cauldron i don't think every game in shaja was fixed but if let's say two or three important games are fixed it makes a whole mockery of a tournament actually we were thoroughly disillusioned there was not only money but there were a lot of stars our bollywood stars who made their presence felt in sharja and people started seeing this connection between bollywood cricket through a lot of fanfare money jewelry everything else came into the scene giri talking of sharja do you remember both of us at tiruvattur the carbrandam universal plant watching that match at sharja and we were at the technical manager's house in a game which had gone up and down it had come down to the last over meandad batting and i remember clearly last ball they needed three runs to win and everybody was you know out in the boundary line what was permitted and meandad facing chetan sharma and chetan sharma wanting to bowl a yorker to try and you know even one and two would be okay for india three runs to win for pakistan and the yorker turned out to be a juicy full toss and as meandad whacked it over midwicket for six there was a groan and in the room in which six or seven of us were watching dead silence and then i roared saying what a shot what a shot did you see that and all of you glaring at me wanting to kill me wow i am a great admirer know, of pakistan i know i know i am a great admirer of pakistan but i don't want like very often when he was not given the due i felt tendulkar is the greatest batsman in the world shouldn't he no in between for almost one and a half years enzamamul haq was the greatest batsman not tendulkar for ragu and me the 90s was a period when strangely our interest in the game came down somehow we could not reconcile our free amateur spirit of cricket with the stranglehold of commercialization in cricket we found it disgusting to see a dropped catch being discussed in the night on tv in a program called match ka mujrim kaun namaskar swagat hai aapka aaj hum baat kar rahe hain match ka mujrim kaun ji ha लगातार आलोचना हो रही है मैच का मुजरिम जो है कि युवराज सिंह है लेकिन ऐसा उनके बचाव में भी तमाम इन अदर वर्ड्स अ ट्वेंटी ईयर ओल्ड बॉय ड्रॉपिंग द कैच विच हैड नो इंटेंशन ऑफ ड्रॉपिंग बीइंग पिलरिड इन फ्रंट ऑफ अ बिलियन पीपल ऑन टीवी सेइंग मैच का मुजरिम तो समवेयर आवर डिसएनचैंटमेंट विद द गेम हैपेंड देन नॉट लेटर इवन एज द कंट्री वेंट इनटू थ्रू द जिंगोइस्टिक रूफ expecting india to win every match came the scandal of match fixing 
वेंकसरकर ने जी न्यूज को बताया कि उन्नीस में शर्जा के मैच के दौरान दाऊद ड्रेसिंग रूम के अंदर आया और खिलाड़ियों को पाकिस्तान को हराने के एवज कार देने का ऑफर दिया फॉर्मर इंडियन क्रिकेट कैप्टन अजय जडेजा मैच फिक्सिंग फेस द प्रेस ऑन सैटरडे He called it money for jam. In a press conference held at a five-star hotel in New Delhi, Manoj Prabhakar finally came out with documentary evidence in the form of apparently clandestine recordings of informal chats with those in and around the match-fixing controversy. Earlier in the week, Prabhakar had claimed that it was Kapil Dev who had offered him two and a half million rupees to perform below par in a 1994 Singer Cup tie against Pakistan in Colombo. Soon after, Kapil Dev lashed out at Prabhakar, calling him a coward. and accusing him of making reckless allegations without any proof i don't know have ever you heard from anybody else no one person coming out and you're giving him front to face story be a tiger don't be a mouse while controversy rages across the nation cricket fans remain aghast at what is happening to their favorite game and all remain worried at the dismal levels that the game of fair play has finally succumbed to I want to read an excerpt from our book From Mumbai to Durban India's greatest sis where we devote a couple of paragraphs to this sordid saga in our cricket history I don't know whether governance still learns its lessons from there or not but vigilance is the price we have to pay eternal vigilance so here is the excerpt Finally for us as fans and spectators what ultimately remains etched in our memories as the 90s came to a close was the desecration of a sport a sport that we venerated that we loved from the age of 5 or 6 the scandal of match fixing exploded in our faces as the decade came to an end with south african captain hansi cronier admitting that he had accepted bribes from indian bookies one saw the unraveling of sordid episodes of disreputable bookies and their henchmen trying to entice morally weak cricketers into corruption the indian players who were in the net of match fixing investigation never accepted any hanky panky but the banning of azaruddin ajay jadeja and ajay sharma told its own tale sleaz had now besmirched the sport suspicion and cynicism corroded the pure pleasure of enjoying a sport a run out a missed catch a poor stroke a no ball a wide or a juicy full toss each of these was no longer a natural error that invariably occurs in any game If it was a feeling of betrayal for the spectator it was even more so for the honest players here i must say that we have had talks with journalists and cricketers and and from it what we could gather was this the dressing room atmosphere was vitiated it is no secret that the honest players shunned those that they believed were not clean their revulsion was apparent rajan bala in the book the covers of off road was one of the reasons for tendulkar quitting as captain the fact that he did not want anything to do with people who had brought discredit to the game faithful fans swore off the game it was clear that they had been deeply hurt our frustration is not with the rampant com- commercialization but with the lack of accompanying governance with mega bucks and mega power involved in the sport poor governance can only be catastrophic coming up on the other side of the break I think the miracle happened in 2001. Dada Didi. 
we will travel all over India, listen to all kinds of people in many, many different languages. We will go to Pandharpur in Maharashtra, where we will hear from the Marathi Varkari poets like Namdev the tailor. We will travel north to Banaras and hear from Kabir the weaver, Raidas the cobbler. We will travel to Rajasthan. We will hear from Meera and other poets of that region. We will also go down south to Karnataka and we'll hear from the Kannada Vachanakaras, people like Devaradasimya, the weaver, or Madhara the cobbler. These people constitute the bhakti path or tradition. Bhakti Republic with Amit Basole. Out now, only on Radio Azim Premji University. You know, I, I, I said that Raghu and I switched off from cricket for a few years. And I said it was a combination of both the kind of cricket we were playing and what happened in cricket. We were only tigers at home and lambs abroad. When we went abroad, we knew we will not win. And we didn't like the captaincy of Azaruddin in those days. And bias plays a role. And we felt that a team that he leads abroad will never win. Okay. But on top of it came the match-fixing scandal and stuff like that. We were turned off. But who knew in a couple of years, our interest will be rekindled with triple their love and affection. Sometimes destiny plays a role. Imagine a 70-year-old man and a 60-year-old man suddenly finding the love for the games rekindled so much that we got together to discuss the game, write blogs and end up with books. I think the miracle happened in 2001. Let me read out a piece from our book, From Mumbai to Durban, because... I think that's the starting point of our second phase of our love affair. Shahrukh Khan says, Mohabbat eki bar hoti hai and all that in the film kuch kuch hota hai. Hame eki chi se do bar mohabbat ho gai. Who could have imagined that Indian cricket's brightest period was about to begin after its darkest hour? Sometimes wisdom and intuition come together to create destiny. When Tendulkar gave up the captaincy, India's selectors chose Ganguly as the new skipper. I must break here to tell you that my mother considers Ganguly the greatest captain India has had for the period in which he became captain and did what he did. Back to the book. Passionate about playing for the country and doing whatever was required to forge a capable and competitive team, Ganguly had the good fortune of having the finest colleagues to help him. Tendulkar, Kumble, Dravid and Laxman were already among the best players in the world, but they now closed ranks with Ganguly and formed a formidable phalanx. Utterly incorruptible. Team and country above all, they knew that destiny had given them the unique opportunity to help India go to the top. In these players, India also had the finest ambassadors of the game and the country. Thorough professionals who excelled in their sport, took pride in their performance and were men of impeccable behaviour. When we were writing, uh, when we were researching for our book uh, From Mumbai to Durban, India's Greatest Test, the last phase of the book was about India's uh, greatest test matches since 2001 because we called it the fourth phase of the book. And at that time, we were talking to a number of people close to these people. 
certainly the senior cricketers, but also journalists. R. Mohan, a very fine journalist, put it like this. And I like to uh, narrate what he said. He said, Ganguly along with Wright was the most effective combination. Look at the results, he says. And he said, Ganguly was so effective because he was so open, backing who he, whoever he thought was talented. If he thought a person was talented, he backed him. So he told Sehwag, you open. Sehwag said, I have never opened opening. Nahi kiya. He said, you are the opener and you will open for the next test, 10 test matches. Virinder Sehwag comes out to join Sachin Tendulkar. Nice to see that, a bit of a smile there. But Sehwag, an explosive player in the one-day game, completely untested in the test match environment so far. It's his debut. He's, he's he goes to Yuvraj and says, you will bat. And he backs Yuvraj. Yuvraj goes big. And he'll get six. Harbhajan was not in the scenario when Australia came to play in 2001. Wright was a new coach and Ganguly tells Wright that, look, we should back Harbhajan. And up goes the finger. Eight in the innings for Harbhajan. Fifteen in the match. He's been the star performer for India in the series. Second best match figures in the history. So Ganguly's QUSP was India at any cost. India must win. Of course, he had his ego and stuff like that. No, who doesn't have? He will have all the foibles of any uh, good human being. But as far as his cricketing captaincy was considered, his main USP was he spotted talent, backed it and had the spine to resist opposition to such things. And the passion of the Bengali, which is unmatched. Ganguly, he made India a tougher side. As a captain, he was brilliant at reading opposition players. He knew how to get under their skin. Cricket is a game at this level, it's 70% it's played in the mind. He was opinionated, he was passionate, he was not particularly democratic. But the most important thing was he was the least parochial of them all. He was a throwback to the Patodi days in terms of being non-parochial. It didn't matter whether it was Venkatesh Prasad or Harbhajan or whatever. Or Dhoni. Or Dhoni. I remember Mohan telling us he was even better than Patodi in that respect of being non-parochial. Hmm. That's high praise indeed, isn't it? Amma was right. But by the time he made his test debut, that was his second phase. He was wanting to prove everyone wrong by, you know, really showing them what he can do with the bat. And he was an extraordinarily talented man as a batsman. And don't forget, India had no left-handers. Before him, there was Nari Contractor was the previous one who had played for a length of time. Before that, we hardly had anyone. Ganguly was the first big left-hand batsman who was sustained and had a career in India. Calmly shone like a torch and went away. Vadekar, for all the hype, he did well as a captain, but his career figures are uh, dismal. Uh, he was number three for 10 years and he averaged barely 30. He averaged 29 or 30. So Ganguly made the huge difference as the left-hander in the top five. And that Calcutta test. India versus Australia take two and the venue switched to the wonderful Eden Gardens in Calcutta. It's much warmer here than in Mumbai. If that Calcutta test had not happened, Indian cricket would not be where it is today. Sometimes one event can uh, forge destiny. 
Steve Waugh won the toss again, and this time there was no doubt he would bat first. The openers, so I don't, I don't think we are wrong if we place so much emphasis on a particular test match, like the Calcutta Test that we won. From nowhere we won. Okay. Australia finally all out for 445 and captain Steve Waugh with another test hundred, while Jason Gillespie's 46 was a timely knock. Top bowling performance came from Habajan Singh, the first Indian bowler to take a hat-trick in a test match. He finished with seven for 123. We lost the first test. A fighting 59 from VVS Laxman, but another all-round disappointing batting display. Several of the top order got a start but couldn't take it on. India were then asked to follow on two 7-4 runs adrift. We were following on in the second test when they turned round. And surely now Ganguly's got to call him in. Yes, that's it. At last they've decided that they've had enough. India 657 for 7, one of the most impressive scorecards you're ever likely to see. VVS Laxman with India's highest individual test score of 281 and India's lead 383. Oh, he's given him! He's given him! Umpire Bansal's given him! That's the end of the test match. India have won! India have won in dramatic style! I think we forget the importance of analytics. When Harbhajan came into the team, you remember Ganguly and Wright brought them, there was nothing like analytics. So, Wright knew that an off-spinner must pitch a ball outside the off-stump in an area so that when it turns and bounces and lands near the wicket, it must hit the top of off-stump. That's the classic definition of a good off-spinner. So, Kumble did not play that series. He'd had a rotator cuff surgery. So, Kumble arm in sling. Ganguly, new captain. Wright, new coach. Harbhajan, brand new bowler. They drew a 10 centimeters by 20 centimeters, a rectangle. Chalk on a pitch. And they asked Harbhajan to bowl into it. And they found that Harbhajan was not only bowling into that box, he had a beautiful spring to it. And the bounce and loop he got on it as it pitched and hit the off stump, they knew that he, they'd got a winner. That was, according to me, funnily enough, the start of analytics. Venkatesh Prasad, while talking to us again when we were researching for a book, told us that in his time, analytics meant taking a paper from his diary and writing down fielding positions for various batsmen on various pages and then writing optional fielding positions in case Plan A did not happen. So he would carry four or five papers in his pocket with field placing option 1, 2, 3, 4 for batsmen and option B1, B2, B3, B4 for batsmen. That was analytics. From there, you know, there has been an incredible change. Money is important. Indian board was getting richer. We could afford analytics. Indians by nature also seem to be much naturally geared towards analytics. And in fact, a good friend of ours called Ramki, Ramkrishnan of Sports Mechanics, was the guy who first met Wright and gave a presentation. Wright very carefully, very, very carefully introduced the concept to Dravid and a couple of others who were inclined towards analytics. And Ramki was the first guy who, what were those cameras called first? Camcorders, which came in the mid-90s or something like that. He's the first guy who went to a coaching stint and started filming bowlers. And they had one guy who they thought was a chucker. 
the coaches were dismissing him as no no he's got a suspect action shrishan the kerala bowler and ramki filmed him and said he's okay just see this and the coach saw what he, and he is the guy who was able to film and then you know show it back in so many frames they thought another off spinner was a great prospect and his filming him showed them that he has a suspect action shrishant was the bowler he cleared correct so ramki was one of the first people to use digital you know filming to and coaches where is your back lift going how are you coming to meet the ball everything was filmed and from then on analytics took over an interesting story of the early days of that uh, analytics is that ganguly got vhs tapes of australian batsmen before they went on that 2003 4 tour of australia and spent hours with ramki you're talking ganguly the captain you think is very serious took hours and hours of vhs tapes from uh, ramki of australian batsmen studied it and prepared themselves for the tour of 2003 2004 where we did so well analytics progressed today on tv you have analytics which tells how many times a player blinked before bowling and how many times a batsman winked before he batted and so on you you take an analytics to the extreme because today 75% of analytics is for the viewer 25% is for the player i am exaggerating it only to tell you that very often the analytics that you see are analytics to attract tv audiences so the beehive and this and that and pitch map and so on and so forth a lot of it is for us so that it makes the visual spectacular cricketers the analytics is very important and india's coach kirsten and right we both personally feel used it optimally just as india has been fortunate with a beautiful continuum of coaches from 2000 to now except for that short period with greg chapel i think we've been very fortunate with our captains credit to our selectors too for selecting so sensibly following ganguly was dravid fine captain a bit unfortunate that he lost the world cup in 2007 otherwise a very good captain you had kumble as a captain memorable short memorable period there's no reason why kumble should not have become captain much earlier in fact many contemporaries of his teammates have said that kumble was perhaps one of the best captains they played under cricket has had this crazy habit of thinking the captain must be a batsman that that kind of prejudice bias is still there but kumble was very short period he was already 37 when he became captain and retired when he was 38 39 so he could have become captain many years anyway so kumble good captain and then you followed it with dhoni and dhoni's period was the time when india won everything they won the world cup t20 india t20 champions ms dhoni got it right in the end they won the 50 over world cup dhoni finishes off in style a magnificent strike into the crowd india lift the world cup After 28 years India became number 1 in test cricket for the first time during Dhoni's reign. India won the Champions Trophy in 2013. So India did a lot. But the thing is that when Dhoni became Dhoni uh, was leading a test team that was on its last legs. By the time Dhoni was uh, leading the Indian cricket team, 
people like Tendulkar and Lakshman and others were, and Zaheer Khan and Harbhajan were fading. 2014, a brilliant transition to Kohli. I know Kohli can, uh, Kohli has huge fan following, but Kohli ha- also has a few detractors. And some people, I must include Raghu there, uh, feel very irritated by his uh, on-field aggression and by his whimsical selections. So, uh, and, and and they have a point because how could you drop Ashwin and pick a player like Karan Sharma as a bowler in your team? So, that detractions them. The fact is that during his time, India won a tremendous amount in test cricket, work ethic, a whole lot of things. So, I think we've been extremely fortunate that from the time of Ganguly through Dravid, Kumble, Dhoni, Kohli and now Rohit Sharma, you have an excellent uh, captaincy record. Why even Rahane in the short time that he captained was absolutely brilliant. I think if you ask me today, if Rohit were not fit for a captaincy, somebody like a Rahane, somebody like an Ashwin, will make a fist of the job. I think that is to do with the kind of culture that I told you has irreversibly been forged in the dressing room. Somehow, I think players get together and they know it's important to play for the country, play for the team and win. To a large extent, IPL also helps. Now, we know the the downsides of IPL. Everybody is, uh, it can be a flogging horse for people. But I think you should look at the plus sides of IPL. I think players realize team first in IPL. Because now they have recognized that 20 of 7 is more important than 30 of 21. Team first comes in. A young guy like Sai Sudarshan has no regrets getting out at 96 because he was trying for a 6 so that his team could get to a bigger total. I think these are plus points from the way you play IPL that feed into the way you play for your country also. Raghu and I are the children of the 50s and 60s. I remember in the 60s when I would go to see a movie in the theatre, there was that newsreel. Mumbai ka Brebonne Stadium. Mauka hai Bharat aur West Indies ke beech pehla... And in the newsreel would be a one-minute clip of India's latest test match. And that for us was the only visual of a game. Jita aur balle baazi ka faisla kiya. The game has changed, the world has changed. Sometimes I feel that people like Raghu and I should just flow with the times, embrace it, enjoy it. Because honestly, while the commerce may gnaw at you, the fact is that the cricketers of today are playing a superb brand of cricket. To be honest, I can always wallow in nostalgia and say, oh, look at the way Sardesai played or look at the way Prasanna bowled. But I bet that the level of fielding, the level of innovation and batting and the level of thinking and analysis that goes into planning every ball is incredible. We both respect cricket and love cricket so much that we've always been alive to the way the game has progressed. The skill sets have improved match upon match, year upon year, decade upon decade to unimaginable levels. Why, even last week when Raghu and I were watching India-Australia World Cup match at Chennai, we watched the cricket in some wonderment and said, look at the Indian fielding, it's tremendous. It was almost, you know, there were no mistakes at all, over 50 overs of cricket. Error-free fielding. And I say that only to explain how every facet of the game has improved. In fact, I am looking forward to more and more of such thrilling cricket in the years to come. I was a little sceptical. 
about the limited overs cricket when it happened when it started and i certainly was quite uh, shocked when t20 brought in some of the changes that it has but as giri has said over the last few years i've certainly learned to appreciate some of the unbelievable skills that have come into this game and the nice thing is some of it has come into red ball cricket too and as giri has said there are so many things to enjoy that it does seem a bit silly to wallow in the past and think the golden age has gone and think of hobbs and hutton and the stylists of the old well that was cricket of those times and cricket of these times continue to be interesting and i'm sure i'm going to devote almost all my time to watching cricket analyzing cricket writing about cricket basically enjoying the game to the fullest that's going to be my major preoccupation for the rest of my life and uh, it's been such a pleasure to talk about what we have got from this game of cricket right from the time when i started watching it in the early 50s the game has changed but we've enjoyed not only watching it but reading so extensively about it and we have mentioned it but you must realize that in those early years it was all radio commentary there was no tv so we didn't watch most of the wonderful memories we have of cricket is all that we've read and we've heard from absolutely lovely people who could articulate what was going there on the field in such a nice fashion yeri if you played the game but not well enough to progress further in the game your pleasure in watching the game does not lessen somewhere along the way there's a lesson in life for us that you need not achieve greatness or even mediocrity in that game and still love that sometimes one sided love is fantastic and it's been an absolute pleasure to bring to all of you well caught so this is ragu signing off and i'm giri signing off sure you check out the show notes where we share the show resources and acknowledgements and don't forget to subscribe or like our channel for future episodes you're listening to aap sun rahe hain din suna tha mangla kekna da kyu kelta idira radio radio azim premji university radio.